0: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. But a huge
3: part of all relationships is physical attractiveness and, and having that passion there. And whether you want to admit it or not, it can come from attractiveness. Now, this guy might say he just doesn't like it putting on weight and maybe she's in a weird, different place. Um, and she, you know, there's other shit going on there. But what's that thing? Is it not better to be. What's the word?
1: not an asshole yeah not, it is. no
3: no not even that is it not what's the phrase I can't remember it was a very, a very good one that explained it. if you're honest confrontation is better than dishonest calmness for want of a better word if you're ignoring issues that are happening and just keeping everything happy rather than Confronting the issues like because he clearly has, a, he obviously has a problem with this, right? Should he be shamed for having a problem and feeling differently about his relationship? I don't think so.
1: No, what he is should he do is go a, get help because he has an issue. the You can't, the issue change, is not you with
3: can't her. change your sexual preferences, hang on a second, and you can't change how you're attracted. They're all instantaneous biological cues that there he's just not feeling them anymore. There are therapists
1: and counselors out there that will help you no, get over the won't. fact that you're so vain and you're no. so superficial and again, you're so again, caught again, up again. on how
3: they look. Sasha, I hate the way that if a fella has an issue on the show, you just shit all over I him do and say not. that he is the asshole that is not true at all and you 100% do I never do yes you do you never see it from their side because you hate men and everyone can hear it oh please I love men <laughs> no, I love men don't. more no, than I love women I'm just saying if we're being ignorant now and not willing that's to not say true, that that's not true by the way uh, I love you both equally uh, physical attractiveness isn't important in a new relationship when you're getting married well then like we're, we're not on planet earth here
1: you're not on planet Earth. And if people, if think, people
3: change, and if, people have different yeah. values, and people change, and people micro apart, and if he's worried now that one she isn't, isn't going to be happy, and he's worried now that he doesn't find her attractive anymore. Cormac, you, you meet somebody
1: in your twenties; they're not going to look the same in their thirties. They're not going to look the same oh, in I their forties, and so on and so forth. Oh, people that. have children; they don't go back to the body they had before, but they give you beautiful children in the making. Stop being so vain and superficial. Listen,
3: he is not being vain. He, he is. You're being vain. You're saying doesn't. I'm hating
1: on men when an actual this girl has not got a problem with how she looks now she's not unhealthy, says,
3: she's, not unhealthy no. she's not
1: unhealthy he's not saying she's morbidly obese he's not saying her life is in danger he's just saying I'm not attracted as attracted to her as I once was yep. that is an issue with him I'm sorry but it is
3: but, but again do you think you can change the type of person you're attracted do you think you can sh- rewire your own brain and like make yourself attracted to people that you would never have been attracted before because you have a type everyone has a type can you change that type? Like if you think of someone now, you're... You,
1: no, to be honest, I don't have a type. I, I like nice people. No, That's what I you like.
3: like squinty-eyed lads who know how to use <laughs> buttons and tech. All right, yeah. And you're not into you're not and into. And does their uh, weight
1: affect how they work? Their no, tech? no, but no. that's you.
3: But that's what I'm saying. Like, are you saying that you could change yourself so that weight would be uh, a priority, or like you're not into gym bros, right? You're not into ripped gym bros. No, but if Your my techie, techie saying, guy no, 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 that's no, no. overweight
1: decided to lose a load of weight in no, the no, gym, no, but you're fair saying enough. No, no, but that's, that's a lifestyle
3: choice. That's a lifestyle choice. But you're saying that you can train yourself to like a different type of I'm physique. I'm not
1: more attracted or less attracted but because I like you. them for them.
3: But no, no but that's you. That's you. What you're saying is that this guy, Jamie, has his own uh, internal rules and internal, uh, internal cues and things that he finds really, really attractive. And now what did attract him isn't attracting him anymore. And he's all like worried now. He's like, oh, what do I do? And you're saying that he just has to completely rewire what he finds attractive in somebody else. Whereas you wouldn't expect yourself to do that. You wouldn't, and I don't think you believe that you could make yourself attracted to things you're not attracted to. No, I think there's a really big problem. Like Lady Gaga said, you can't change what you're attracted to. That's like saying gay conversion therapy works. You know, that's what they said to gay people back in the day. Just learn to like women or learn to like men and you don't need to be gay anymore and you can just change how you're wired. We can't. We're born the way we're born. We like what we like. We don't like what we don't like.
1: Okay, there's a huge problem at the moment in this day and age, with this body perfection that yeah, yeah. that is unobtainable, agree. yeah, 100% yeah. Agree, people, yeah. young girls in particular, getting work done, getting boob jobs, getting bum jobs, yeah. getting fillers in their face, all probably. Let's be honest. I know a lot of them will say, oh, "I did it for myself." You didn't. You did it for other people, you know, because you're yeah, looking yeah. on Instagram at this perfect human being that doesn't exist. Yeah, men fair. are watching. Porn, I know women are watching porn as well, but men are affected by what they're seeing in porn and this perfect body, the tiny waist, the big bum, the big boobs. Again, it's not real life, okay? So just because this girl, who was fallen in love with five years together, planning to get married, decided she doesn't want a six pack. She doesn't want to look like that anymore. She obviously did. She obviously was in this... Yep. rat race that we were all in in 2019 and before that and now it's like do you know what I'm taking a step back I'm going to enjoy my life and now he's going oh I'm not as attracted to her as, as I once was again she's not morbidly obese but like there's nothing she's he not, can do about that her health is not at risk here he that's can't, not he, what he's, he's saying but there's nothing
3: he can do about that he
1: needs help that's no no he no needs. he doesn't there's no, nothing he, does. he can
3: do about it if he, he's not attracted to that because the thing that was there has changed I
1: totally disagree with you
3: no he can't do anything about that
1: he can't he, this like, issue he, is with him it's not with her no
3: I know I get that but she has changed Physically And now it doesn't do it for him But
1: that's A problem with him oh, no, no, He has not. this false it's idea That this perfect woman No it woman doesn't
3: have Because he was attracted it, to her A year ago even if she was, was
1: Even if she was uh, You know A gym person And went seven days a week To the gym Perfect body And she gets pregnant She's putting on weight Normal She's going to have the baby. She's going to have a bit of weight on her. She's not going to look like she did back then. And what, is he going to say? Oh, well, I'm married to her now and she just doesn't look the same as she used to. So what will I do? Will I leave her? Will I cheat on her? Uh, no, you're an a-hole and you need help. And I think it's a huge problem with young guys at the moment. Huge. W- what do you mean? This whole kind of he, false idea saying, of I mean, what I mean, women should look like said, and stay means, looking like. She,
3: his, they were going out for five years, so this was not an issue until what he was looking at changed. And I'm not saying it's good or for bad I'm just saying that Now they're not matched up physically Now what he is used to And what he, he found attractive
1: to Has changed Mark. Like listen he's to not, what you saying am. What you're
3: basically saying is You can change what you're sexually attracted to And they're getting married And now he's like Maybe this isn't what I want And you physically. wonder
1: why people are miserable
3: Because they're with the wrong people No no yeah, no it's, it's not, not. They're not
1: because having any sex they're, they're dis- People are disposable to them Next, 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 next. They're no, never not. happy. They're five
3: years together and something has changed. Anyway, 0876797104. I have to take a quick break. Uh, Jamie, is he a bellend? Should he just like cop on and go have a long, hard look at himself and say looks aren't anything at all looks don't matter Uh, let us know your thoughts on this 0876797104 Lil Nas on the way Martin Jensen as well solo Dan
0: You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long FM 104 Everyone
3: everyone has put down the old COVID pudge uh, and you've been allowed to because it's one one of the most stressful years on the planet
1: I hate this whole idea of you put on a little bit of weight now you need to lose it again
3: you don't need to. No, you don't need to. But you're you say, if that keeps happening, you could wind up very unhealthy. Anyway, can you read out his uh, message that he sent to us a little bit earlier on?
1: Myself and my fiancé are due to get married on October 20th. We're together five years and rarely fight or get on each other's nerves. But before lockdown, we both ate pretty healthy and went to the gym. Like most people, we put on a bit of weight in the last year. I've done my best to get back in shape and even built a little gym in the shed out the back. My fiancé doesn't seem too bothered getting back to the way she looked. She's always wanting takeaways and eating chocolate, so not doing herself any favours. I know I sound like a dick, but I know she will look back at the pictures and be unhappy with how she looks. It takes time to get fit and back to a healthy weight, and I don't know how to bring it up with her. She said she's gone up a dress size when she had a fitting recently, but nothing else has been said. Without being bad, I met her and fell in love with her as a slim girl and I'm finding myself not as attracted to her as I once was. Any advice?
3: Uh, Okay, Mandy, good evening. Mandy has said, for fatter and for worse. In all caps, thanks for that. Is he for real? If he thinks she's fat now, what if they have kids? Newsflash to this gobshite groom. The human body fluctuates in size under different circumstances. She can do better because clearly if he can't handle a bit of lockdown weight on this woman now, how would he handle her with a serious illness or any of other... Uh, or of life's other problems if he is failing at this first hurdle they should not get married
1: I could not agree with you more yeah. Mandy that's exactly right what are you saying yeah you're the one disagreeing with all of this
3: no 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 I'm, I'm not I'm saying if he doesn't find her attractive anymore he probably shouldn't get married either you know what I
1: mean no he's got issues he shouldn't be getting married yeah, to he anyone he doesn't have issues at Cor- all like, like Mandy said if there was another issue yeah, if there was illness Mandy. or there yeah, was yeah, an exactly. accident or something what are you going to be not attracted to them anymore is that what you're telling me I'm asking you, don't laugh.
3: Uh, no, I, I don't think when someone is seriously ill, you're going to go into them in the hospital and go, is there any chance of a ride? I think that's a completely different situation. Yeah, but are you going to stand
1: uh, by them or are you yes, going to go, oh, I'm not attracted to yeah. them anymore? Yeah.
3: So. Yeah, of course you would, yeah. Uh, good point, Manny. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, yeah. if you're not willing to do that. Because marriage is, you know, marriage is a big commitment now. Marriage isn't just the photos on the day, actually marriage is for the rest of your life and, and all of the BS that you're going to have to deal with. So maybe when it comes down to it, like five years is a long time. It's not a very long time. I've known friends who've been going out with people six, seven, eight years who decided to call it quits because something didn't snap or something didn't didn't fit right and they just kind of realise that maybe this is the point that maybe Jamie does actually have to find himself who is just as, super leaf, as superficial and, and values. See, I think, I think it's just a it's, a, it's a misalignment of values and there's no point judging people over valuing certain things like physical looks over certain other things and that, Maybe, yeah, maybe they're not maybe they're not uh, aligned up together people can change over five years
1: now Aileen has a uh, message in Cormac and Saoirse, from a happily married woman I can tell you that m- that man doesn't love her anymore it isn't about weight when you're married there are rules about how much you can change but going up a dress size isn't one of them you love them anyway you don't marry for looks he's not a bellend he's being honest as much as he can but he doesn't love her and shouldn't get married but he needs to be honest with her that's it, from Alien. She's also followed up to say, I'm with Saoirse on the unnatural need for young people to swipe on the next person. I'm not too old, only 40. What if she gets pregnant? Her body will change no matter what she does and her attention will be on a baby for a long time. He doesn't love her. <sighs> yeah, I agree. But you know what? I think he would find it hard to love anyone more than himself. Uh, to be honest, more than himself. Yeah. I think he's... He's very vain and very self-centred, I would say. But
3: I don't think he sounds vain. I do. He doesn't sound like the type of guy that he just said he put, because if he was, he he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have put on some weight during lockdown anyway. He would have been so obsessed with that that he, he wouldn't have let himself go at all.
1: Talking about letting yourself go as well It's such an egotistical maniac no, thing to not. say It is It's a horrible so do you, If horrible, someone says I let oh, myself she let go let herself go You always hear guys talking about She's let herself go You never hear of a girl going He let himself go Yes
3: you do I never do Yes you do Well then 100%. you're hanging around the
1: wrong women No 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 uh,
3: but from, can, can, I, can I just ask you though yeah you're not able to have honest conversations about these things with the person that you're going to marry and if as Alien said let me, let me finish let me finish if, as Alien said if he is feeling a bit off should they not like talk about this and see if they can sort it out and and kind of have those awkward conversations and those situations where she might turn around and kind of go that is the worst thing ever or no listen I know situation minute of work I'm stressed with work I'm stressed with blah 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 and I don't need you to be a dick to me right now. I need you to be supportive and blah, blah, blah. And then maybe they can actually be closer or be stronger. You know what I mean? No. But you can't just run away from from this and kind of go, let's not ignore it. Let's dump them. Let's move on. I'm just saying, can they not? He's he's being honest. He's got an issue. And can they not, like, sort this out and confront the issue and and deal with it as opposed to just car crashing and exploding and go, no, no, this isn't an issue. Because I just think... You should be able to have awkward conversations with the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That should be it. Like your best friend tells you when you're being an idiot, tells you when you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, tells you when you're in the wrong uh, and she can tell him that he's way out of line and can they not have conversations around this stuff?
1: I think this is overstepping the mark. I think uh, I would be really hurt and upset if my partner said something like this to me and I would look at the relationship a lot differently and I would probably reconsider being with them I really would Uh, Bernie has said if I think uh, sorry I think if Jamie's relationship is based purely on looks it's never going to last even if his fiance doesn't put on weight there isn't much of a relationship there and will never last as looks do fade that is so true they do but again
3: you just said look at Jennifer Aniston her looks haven't faded one bit maybe he just needs to find his Jennifer Aniston
1: Maybe he needs a kick up the backside <laughs> is what he needs. Uh, Keita said, dump him quickly. If he really loved her, he wouldn't care what she looked like. There you go. A decent guy. Thanks, okay, Keita. okay. But
3: some people, as you say, like, like, she doesn't value looks too much. No, I don't. She'll be in a relationship with a rodent. That's absolutely fine. But,
1: yeah, because I, I like nice people,
3: yeah, believe fine, it or not. Fine, but you, right, you like nice people. So that, let's say your value is, is, is personality and that's what you value the most. Yep. Other people have different value sets. And there's no point judging them and saying I'm better than you because no, I don't I'm, value looks. That's I'm not you're saying, saying I'm
1: better than anyone. 100 no, 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 think... what
3: you're saying. You're judging Jamie for having a different set of priorities and values to you. And you're calling him superficial and you're calling him this, that and the other. You're Taking his value system in life, and you're saying that he's wrong and he's a scumbag. Instead of accepting that, that's his setup. That's what he has. Let's say priorities one, two, three, four. We all have different priorities, and you can think that he's wrong, but that's that's him. God
1: help you know anyone I mean? that ends up with him. Is all I'll but say. But again,
3: why are you judging him? That's that's his setup internally. You know what I mean? Hang on a that's, second. That's it's like judging you, saying what kind of loser is you for not wanting a guy that she? Don't is very, we all very go with
1: somebody who we think are nice? regardless of looks most people most people with half a Some brain cell will like go a hot,
3: a hot, really, really Yeah, hot and get messed around who's and, an asshole,
1: yeah. yeah exactly like you even said it most people go for someone that they get on with that is a nice person that's what you look for that's a quality everybody wants in somebody else well you
3: don't look for it you look for attractiveness you know because you can't tell across the room whether someone is someone's personality won't catch your eye but their looks will and then you find out and you're like oh they're dead inside they have no soul whatever and then you find someone who might be a little bit more aligned to you but you can't you know, Base, basing it on looks
1: is never going to end well this is in from Paul maybe it's not about looks at all could be subconsciously about the marriage and being totally tied down not fully done with what he wa- wants before getting married honestly it sounds more about wedding coming up than her weight oh
3: look- hang on a second Paul are you a psychologist Paul getting into his subconscious mind here mm, now
1: that's interesting yeah that could be the case now we did have a conflicting message we can't uh
3: Sorry, Chelsea sent us in a voice note saying saying similar that physical attraction is important in a relationship, and if you know she was in a situation where's you know she was with somebody who started packing on the pounds, that maybe she'd have to say it. I just don't like do some it. people. Some people don't notice it at all, and then other people would. I just think if you're gonna if we're gonna judge people for their own priorities in a relationship and say that they're wrong, like that's what they want right now. You know, that, that's what's affecting them right now. And to just say, just change your values is kind of ignoring the problem a bit on his point of view when he's just told to grin and bear it.
1: Your looks aren't your values though do you know what I mean no
3: no no no. but some people do value that in a relationship they say that the attractiveness has to be there the passion has to be there and, and that's really as important maybe more important than uh, having a very close loving relationship like it, it's up there it's a very oh, that's high priority that's the worrying priority.
1: thing about society there are narcissistic people out but there but where
3: have you getting narcissism from that
1: because if you're that obsessed he's not obsessed you, I'm not
3: saying he's obsessed I'm he saying is he is a different value system to you and you're judging his values you're biased. judging what he prioritises in a relationship and I think that's the worst thing you can do is again you're coming Sorry. over saying I'm better say, than him because he's not like me.
1: Normalizing this is never I'm going not, to I'm end not well. You are anything. trying to normalize. I'm saying
3: this. that he is different to you and me.
1: You're trying to normalize I'm what's not, not normalizing. Normal.
3: I'm saying other people have different priorities um and and they have different priorities to find different things more important and right now
1: can we just clarify? This girl is not morbidly obese. This girl no. is not unhealthy. This girl is not going to die of heart disease or drop of a heart attack. Not yet.
3: It's the first step on that road. I'm though. I'm just
1: saying that is not what he's come back with. That would be a completely different conversation if he's worried about her health or thinks maybe there's more going saying, on.
3: When? Okay. When do you step in then? So when, if you let's say you're Jamie, right, and you're being you're you're, you're acting how Jamie you think he should act in this situation, right, and you're saying not until do you wait and. Leave it till she becomes morbidly obese.
1: Who's saying she's going to become No, no I'm just obese?
3: a hypothetical situation. When is it okay for a partner to come in and address you overweight gain? As I just or said, or weight loss, by the way. If okay, so tell me when. Hang when, on a when, do, when would you right. step in and kind of say, "Okay, now this has gotten too far. There's a serious risk to your health, <laughs> or there's a serious issue"? Because you could have the exact same argument and say she should be allowed to be fifty stone, and that's nothing. to I'm do not with I'm not a him. psychologist. That's
1: I'm not a dietician.
3: I'm oh, not qualified no, yeah. to talk about any of these re- things. Be, you'd be but you'd in a relationship. But
1: hang on a second. Obviously, I think everyone knows what an unhealthy person looks like physically. Well, yeah. So,
3: so are you not then a really rude partner and a really horrible partner by letting your other half get unhealthy and risk their life before you step in?
1: How many people actually get to that point? You're obviously going to be suffering more than likely from mental health. Problems. You're going to maybe be depressed. There might be other things going on that have rang bells in your partner's head before it gets to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so at that point, in? when you step in, you obviously are there for your partner. Yeah, you know the signs of. A lot of people know the signs of depression. Let's be honest. We all know somebody that suffers from depression. So There's clear signs. A lot of the time. And if they're putting on a huge amount of weight, maybe down in themselves, they, they, they don't want to go out much or they're staying in a lot. You know, you talk to them and see how they're feeling. That's it's, the first port of call. You don't talk about their weight. You don't say you put on three stone, four stone, five stone, you're morbidly obese. But again, would that,
3: would that not be a sign then that you'd have to address? And I've noticed you've put on a lot of weight in the last while no, you have done a lot of emotional that. eating. And I know it's probably because something else, what's up? When, so, do, you, when do you address it? Cormac, you know. You don't know, I'm just saying, no, 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 everyone has a different, no, this is what I'm talking about. You have Overnight, a different... Overnight
1: you don't turn oh, I know. Uh, morbidly obese. No, it's, I know that, It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a process. Oh, yeah? I know, yeah, So yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more signs and symptoms before it gets to that point. So you would know. You'd know if your partner put on a ton of weight. But you still you'd know have she probably to, then, was very unhappy in herself then you and still you have need to, to get to the dec- bottom of that problem. But then
3: you need to make a decision on when you do decide. That's what I'm saying take the, when, take when the weight decide?
1: out of the picture here that's fine you're worrying about her as a person and her health that's what you're worried about but I'm talking about the average person that's put on a bit of weight that doesn't want to go to the gym 24-7 that wants to live their life peacefully and sit and have a bar of galaxy every night well we're just, on that,
3: we're just on that you're saying you're, you're looking for let's say signs that there might be an issue going on if someone significantly changes from a previous behaviour is that not a red flag? yeah of course it is so that's what I'm saying like should he say something now and not address the weight until you used to always love going to the gym you used to always exercise, exercising is there something up is there a is reason why you don't want to do that
1: I've been fine during lockdown yeah of course there was days where I felt very down on myself there was days where I was anxious you know everyone felt yeah. like that and yeah. yes I definitely ate more unhealthy I definitely ate more takeaways because that was the joy that we had you had to stay in so ordering a takeaway was fun I, like I was fine I put on a bit of weight but that was grand I didn't mind doing that and I didn't mind having that weight on me. This is obviously happening to this girl. And maybe now she's like, do you know what? I'm not eager to jump out into real life again. I'm continuing having the bar and chocolate. It actually makes me quite happy in the evening watching a show with that. There's nothing wrong with it. I know,
3: it
1: 100%. So, like.
3: I agree 100%. Nothing wrong with that. As it I all. said,
1: she's not milling McDonald's 24 7 into her face.
3: Uh, message in there I guarantee if she had a baby before the marriage he would be full steam ahead and his message to you would never have happened today Uh, it's his fear of marriage simple
1: I I have no idea
3: Mm, mm, I can't mm, get into mm. his head
1: he hasn't followed up with us.
3: Alien, I like this Uh, Cormac mentions Jennifer Aniston and she's gorgeous of course but maybe her two husbands married her for her looks but realised it was mainly personality after a few years even if they're still beautiful someone once said that waking up next to Brad Pitt after a few years is just waking up next to a man
1: This message came in to you Cormac you must be hung like a donkey you're making no sense at all how does your moth stick you? fact
3: I'm making loads of sense I'm just saying we should we're all very quick to judge others when they have a problem and so she's always very quick to judge lads because apparently that is not true This
1: that was in from a lad I oh, no, no, what I'm saying. And you're, most of the you're, messages you're, you're, in tonight were from guys you need actually.
3: to be more empathetic with what this guy is going through and even if he is being a bit of a bellend he's worried that his relationship of five years he isn't into it as much as he was clearly because he's like uh, I don't know what I'm doing and now he's scared because he might have to either you know cancel a he should a wedding be scared of? Being
1: single because that's the route he's well, going. No, but
3: I'm saying maybe, yeah, maybe, he want,
1: maybe he should be single. Maybe that's he what I'm should. saying. Yeah, maybe he should. Because he's and then not good for himself. Yeah, yeah. Have a look in the mirror and go, why am I an a-hole? Hmm, maybe I should change that about myself. How about I go to therapy? Or, well done, or, or
0: as
3: I said, he, he might need therapy. Maybe he just, as I said, well, she, you know has, she has grown up, or, or she's gone in a different direction and they've become two separate different people and they're both better off and they're both stronger. There's no need to judge everyone. Sir. To
1: be honest... It's a huge sign of insecurity and it's a huge sign of immaturity. That's an immature guy right there. And do you know what? And I'm going to put this out there. I've, I've said it a few times now. I'm much more attracted to older men. Why? Because they're not immature. <laughs> it's
3: true. And they have a bit of cash.
1: Un- no, under the age of 35, I'm sorry, but a lot of guys have this immaturity about them. And it's just true.
3: You have an immaturity about
1: you. I know, yeah. But that's different
3: oh god so so um, Jamie I don't know what you're going to make of this but I think Aileen may, or was it Aileen or Mandy made a very good point Alien, if she did get sick if she did have a kid if the proverbial hit the fan are you willing to go through what's it through sickness and through health yeah that's what they say it's not through health and then Ooh, see you very
1: not through six packs and twelve packs and whatever else you can get from the gym
3: yeah so you can marry
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Maybe this isn't the situation for you. No.
1: Nope, it's absolutely not. Get over yourself, Jamie. Honestly, get over yourself. Or no, but invite us
3: to the wedding, please, because I'd love to see that go down.
1: I feel so bad for his fiance. Imagine not knowing this is happening. What we're talking about this on air, we're not and she has no fine. idea.
3: I know, but still, I'll give his real name out. So Jamie is actually <gasps> no,
1: no, don't, no, of
3: course. Uh, any though. any other quick messages you want to let? Uh, we'll send on to <laughs> to Jamie who's listening 0876797104 But uh,
1: I am actually disgusted. With what you've said tonight how I like, really am um, judging people
3: you're so judgmental what age are you nearly I'm 34 you're And neer- are what, 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 what I'm saying what grow I'm saying up, will is he needs to have what, what he wants and if he's realised that he's valuing looks over personality maybe he'll come back to burn him in the ass but again, yeah, no, if he's not ready he's not ready if he doesn't want to be in it don't do things you don't want to do either and you know he might lose the love of his life and ruin him but that'll cause him to grow up. The love of his life and he's talking about a little bit of weight she's put on, please. Well listen I'm just saying I'm not defending him I'm just saying if, if that if he's not happy Get a grip Jamie. Jamie if you're not happy uh, pull the trigger and get out or
1: Yeah let her find someone that appreciates her that's what yeah. you should do. Yeah yeah. Yeah
3: 100%. You go in your separate ways and maybe you do have some grown up to do but he'll only grow up if he burns this one and he doesn't appreciate what he's got till he's gone so maybe that's what he needs to do
0: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104
3: Get out of my head it's Cormac and Tisha here on Room 104 with Play Blue. see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie you know you want to United lost out this evening Villarreal Europa League champions penos uh, Dave De Gea missed his peno because it was like 10, 11, 9 and uh, bad season for him And a bad ending for that. Thank you for all the messages to who have been sent in basically. uh, Jamie, not his real name, messages in about uh, his wedding that's coming up in six months and he's like, the missus is putting on a few pounds. Didn't get a great response this evening or reaction this (laughs) evening because they're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be getting married. Uh, If they get married, it'll be the greatest waste of money ever. They will not last. And similar messages coming in from that as well. I think if Jamie's relationship is based purely on luck, it's never going to last. Uh, News flash. Lads don't like... Large girls. Harsh but true. But girls have no problem with Jolly roly-poly fat guys.
1: <laughs> that is not true. It's a little true. You're saying that all no, not all men care about looks, actually. No, they don't. They don't. And they shouldn't.
3: Some men are blind. Cormac.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
3: No, I know. I know. Each to their own. So anyway, uh, thanks for those messages. And Jamie, it looks like the wedding's off. So um, Jamie, best of luck with that conversation. have a look
1: in the mirror yeah. and get over yourself.
3: You see, if he's in in the mirror and he's into his looks, that won't do him any good. He'll be like, oh, I need to uh, take a couple of inches off my waist there, get a bit better definition on the abs.
1: Loser going to the gym 24-7. <laughs> get, get a life. Why don't you sit down and enjoy life and have a bar of chocolate, for God's sake. And stop hating on your fiancé because she's put on a few pounds. Seriously. Honestly, it's so immature typical young guy thing to do does he say say. how old he is no but I'm assuming he's in his probably late 20s early 30s
3: yeah I remember like everyone everyone is putting on the COVID weight now at the moment Um, justifiably so it's one of the most stressful times in the last 100 years but like food is just always there for you yeah food is
1: delicious I couldn't live without food
3: you know but everyone has gone comfort eating obviously
1: no one could live without food but you know what I mean (laughs) couldn't
3: live without food <laughs> me personally I she <laughs> couldn't. couldn't live without food yeah I think that's the way um.
1: no but I couldn't be one of those girls that eats salad or you know that pokes around their plate with their food I love yeah. my food like I would eat a takeaway 24 7 yeah I'm one of these girls that just likes to eat and I'd hate a guy judging me because of that or somebody being like you put on a little bit of weight I'd be like do you know what F off and jiggling, go find jiggling
3: your belly at night <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly get a flipping grip
3: oh god uh, reminder again tomorrow morning Crossy will have a little bit more info on um, the Friends reunion it's tomorrow night 8 o'clock on Sky or if you're a subscriber to now um, you can see it from 8am tomorrow morning but he has watched it we saw a little bit of a sneak preview of it tonight uh, you'll
1: surprisingly prob- amazing I thought
3: yeah full of nostalgia full of the feels if you aren't even a huge fan you'll probably still really, really enjoy it mm-hmm. and it's something new there hasn't been a lot of new stuff out over the last while but had. Uh, yeah, worth worth a watch anyway. Definitely worth a watch. Or the, if you're gonna looking for something over the weekend, it's about an hour forty five, I think. Yeah, straight. So it'd be about two hours tomorrow night if you're if you're looking at that. Um. All right. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Any other quick bits of information for uh, Jamie? We'll get to them before we uh, before we go. Um. Here. Oh, yeah. And did we mention United have lost? We did mention United have lost. Um. Bad news. Villarreal just lifted the trophy there now. Anyway. So. Yeah, bad night for them Anyway, so uh, our apologies Still to come We'll have some music from Martin Jensen a Little Nass now though, This is Montero Tis FM 104
0: You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast With Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104
3: Ah, how are you? I'm great,
4: thank you guys so much for having me
1: on today Thanks a million for coming on Now I know a little bit about music obviously DJing I don't know much about kink Can you kind of delve into that for us a little bit?
4: Yeah, I mean, kink is basically, any kink is a kind of sexual proclivity that is outside like the realm of normal and in in kind of kink terms, normal is termed vanilla. So kind of like white as snow, uh, (laughs) you know, like sweet little lamb. Vanilla sex might be known as kind of Regular, almost heteronormative uh, missionary, for example, would be very vanilla. And then kind of on a kink spectrum, you have any number of things involving kinks surrounding like particular materials like leather or rubber or latex or particular activities like uh, bondage or sadomasochism or or rope, for example. So there's kind of like an endless spectrum of like weird sex stuff (laughs) that people can get into, um, which is really fun and exciting and doesn't necessarily always cross the venn diagram into dance music but it definitely can in in that there's a lot of kind of fetish clubbing that's happening both historically and contemporarily i guess when we're not in a full quarantine lockdown
3: so kink isn't just one particular thing then kink is as you and again i love and hate that term vanilla as well because it explains so much about so many things you're like ah it's just so vanilla and boring but kink isn't just one thing it's everything outside of the normal. So there's a whole range of things that could be described as kink.
4: Indeed. I mean, I think in the more kind of traditional definition, it's like an item or a behavior that needs to be present in order for sexual gratification. That would be the kind of more closed definition of kink. But I think more more contemporarily, it's kind of opened into a much broader kind of BDSM activities or like kind of aesthetics, ideas. Uh, that can be channeled sexually
1: I love this because I think especially here in Ireland we're still very backwards we're still not very open sexually Um so I think like a kink club sounds amazing what exactly would be happening in a club like this
4: Honestly, like my own practices aren't necessarily in in nightlife spaces. I have to say like, yes, I identify as kind of a quote unquote kinkster. um, And that definitely, that energy gets very much channeled into my work as an artist. But you know, like for kink clubbing, it's it's everything and nothing at all. Like you could go and be a voyeur. More importantly, um, and I think why this is such a, a relevant conversation for right now, as we start to enter, you know, life again, And especially because dance music is having its own kind of me too moment, is that like the central idea surrounding both kink clubs in terms of nightlife spaces and the fetish community in general is consent, 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 Um, which is really exciting because I think it gives us a model for moving forward into like what, you know, freely given, enthusiastic, ongoing, very explicit consent looks like. Because I think, unfortunately, in a lot of kind of more normative spaces that have nothing to do with sex, Consent is not explicit, very much assumed, taking notes on how people can interact with each other in a a manner that's really, really consent focused. Um, and kind of how do we carry that into other spaces? Because, you know, especially after kind of COVID, we, we've we had to relearn how to socially interact in terms of even greeting. You know, I live in, in Paris and we do peace. You know, we kiss each other on both cheeks, which is now no longer acceptable. So to even do a handshake moving forward, you have to kind of check in with the other person. Is this OK? Are you comfortable? And I think that, like, it's a really exciting moment because we can t- we can look at a community that already has all of these guidelines laid out and is really excited about telling you about them and kind of take it into kind of more, um, you know, vanilla life.
3: So in in that setting, because most people that are probably listening to us right now, well, there's some... Some people who may have, but I would say the vast majority of people would have never stepped foot inside any of these clubs. I don't think there's any in Dublin. I may be wrong. I know there's a lot in Germany and in London, uh, which people might have taken a trip off to. But when you're talking about what somebody would experience in that club, like let's say if if you or I or Saoirse were going to these clubs, what would we see? And when you're talking about this idea of explicit consent, how would that play out between one person or several people or, you know, in that kind of fetish club space? I
4: mean, I think, you know, every space or every kind of collective or community has their own guidelines, but I think the guidelines are often like posted by the door or I know in some cases they're read to every person who comes in, Um, which basically looks like often there's a dress code just so you're to kind of signal to the other patrons that you are a member of this community. Um, So you're not just showing up in jeans and a t-shirt, like trying to get weird (laughs) (laughs) Like you're wearing your rubber suit trying to get weird (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) like your leather butcher's apron, what have you, you know? um, And I think like because these things vary from space to space, um, often the the kind of consent will be moderated by people who have kind of yellow vests on or, or are like signaled people to check in with the safety of the event. So if anybody's feeling a little weird or it's like that person is making me feel uncomfortable, uh, you know, there can be a kind of hall monitor vibe going on just to make sure everybody's kind of to, I guess, assist in communication, you know, Mm -hmm. because like it can be a challenging thing to learn. And I think that, you know, the, the beauty of the kind of fetish space is that there's a lot of kind of uh, protocol that can be, you know, can vary from relationship to relationship, but it's kind of embedded within the culture of like asking please and thank you, if you will. And also an idea of kind of a pedagogy. Like there's the one one thing I I very much love about this universe is that there's so much to learn, you know, in that like everything is quite codified and it's, it's, It means when entering a space, you're kind of looking for clues of how to behave in a way that um, nothing can be assumed necessarily, you know. And I think that that is both helpful in keeping people safe and, you know, and, 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 and asking for consent can be like, is it okay if I do X, Y and Z, you know, and waiting for a response, not just going ahead and doing that you know, and running, running kind of like negotiation is also a really uh, important part of this, this kind of interaction, both in fetish spaces and in kind of personal relationships. And so I think this idea of knowing, going into somewhere or any kind of interaction, knowing where your own personal boundaries are and being able to communicate them is a really, really powerful and empowering thing, you know, because I think for me in kind of more um, quote unquote, like normie, regular vanilla relationships, I never, knew how to kind of advocate for myself in that way so to be given this kind of opportunity and space explicitly to do so was really uh, a game changer for me in terms of like healthy relationship
1: and have you noticed different locations like different cultures you have to kind of be more careful or it's a totally different vibe or have you even noticed any difference?
4: I mean, honestly, again, my, my person, like <laughs> I'm a DJ for a living. So like when I'm in on my free time, I don't necessarily go out. It's like showing up to work at the office on a Saturday. But um, I know that from talking to lovely Carl, he runs a club called verboten and he's German, but d- doing a fetish party in London. And he was saying that like in London, people really love to get dressed up like high, high, high fashion, high, like costume kind of. In um, Germany, I guess he came from East Germany, he was talking about it. it was much more sober, but like also kind of lower key. It was more like the the it was more behavioral than um, aesthetic. <laughs> and I know I went to a fetish party in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, I played a Halloween fetish party that was super fun. But it was very that I felt like a very mixed crowd. And that I think, you know, especially in the, in the US, because there's not so much of a subculture that is trying to mix with the mainstream um as there might be in London or Germany or Amsterdam <laughs> that it was a lot there was it felt like a very voyeuristic vibe because there was definitely kind of jeans and t-shirt types and just like regular goths mixed with like you know pro dominatrixes who were having their way with their happy slaves (laughs) so you know i think it, it really depends on kind of where you go and also what vibe you're looking for because just it's it's a nice kind of umbrella for a lot of very specific ideas around sexuality and sexual energy that often don't even mean sex you know, that it's more about connecting to a vital erotic energy and like kind of um, channeling that into a specific behavior or object or material. (laughs) It's like, it's kind of an academic
3: uh, breakdown. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) In the fetish club as well, like, is it every degree of uh, explicitly, if that's even a word, but like, would people be doing everything that you can imagine when you walk in, if it's that type of vibe and, and, you know, just, For someone who's never been in there, is it heavy petting or is it full on everything else that you could possibly think of would would happen in some of these clubs?
4: I think in some of these clubs, it's definitely like full penetration, very, very, very physical environments. Again, consent forward. Um, And again, like any kind of rules will be listed and very explicitly available to kind of be seen. So, you know, kind of what's appropriate for you in this environment and 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 what kind of environment you're entering when you kind of step across the threshold and then some places like the the party i was mentioning in los angeles is was just um there was no penetrative anything not even full nudity i don't think you know and i think it also depends on kind of the the environment the culture that you're throwing this party within yeah you know i think there's a lot of different factors because like something as an expat that i've learned um is that (laughs) Like, the ideas I had around, like, sex, dating, and relationships as a somebody who is from America and now lives in France were totally different. But because everything was so, like, embedded within the culture, it was very difficult to articulate that because I would say orange and they would say like oh we call that an apple <laughs> mm. you know it was and it was kind of super confusing so to be so for me like to be able to kind of articulate very specifically what i was looking for and what i was into and kind of explore this like universe that i didn't know existed outside of the kind of assumed cultural spaces of dating yeah. romance and stuff, was very helpful but like that even within the kink or fetish community but there's like another layer of that you know so it's a little bit different everywhere and i think that if you're interested there's so many resources that are available and it's really like (laughs) kinky people are like vegans they like love to talk about it (laughs) so (laughs) it's like um there's this website called fetlife which is essentially like kinky facebook And designed like, it's from the early 90s. (laughs) It's, like, very archaic internet, but there's a wealth of information there. There's also um, an Instagram account called Ask a Sub that gives great breakdowns of what negotiation might look like or what does consent look like, and that's really helpful. And for the kind of um, rope fetish enthusiasts, there is a website called shibaristudy.com that has a lot of great tutorials on how to safely tie your partner up or be tied up. (laughs) So when are you going to open a club here and have a kink club? We'd love that. I would leave that to the professionals. But if any um, (laughs) kinky club promoters in Ireland want me to come DJ, I'd be more than happy to.
3: Brilliant. Well, um, we appreciate you're under a bit of time constraint now and we must wrap up. But thanks so much for popping on. We could talk for hours about this. Maybe we'll get you on again uh, sooner rather than later. But if you listen, uh, check out uh, Louisa, producer, best at share producer, songwriter, DJ Louisa. You'll find her on all the other platforms. And as I said, uh, FetLife.com and ask a sub on Instagram will be other interesting areas about how uh, fetish and kink and all those types of areas can teach you about consent and a whole lot of other things. But um, Louisa, thanks a million for popping on FM 104 this evening.
0: You're listening. To- The Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.